Hello and welcome to another episode of Church of the Geek. Yes, it's been far too long since our last episode, um, but uh, David and I recorded this back in January talking about the concept of reboots and um, we had some really great conversation around what constitutes a reboot and what that means uh, around us in the life of faith. Um, we hope you give it a listen um, and um, we'll have some comments uh to be had on the our Facebook page, so we hope you uh, come and leave some comments for us. Uh, we'd love to have interaction with you guys, uh, either on Twitter, at Geek Church, or on uh, Facebook, at uh, Church of the Geek. Um, thanks, and the geek be with you. Bananas. Hi. Hey, David. Hey, Brian. Wow. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and 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 happy belated Advent for our Advent yeah. episode that um, never happened. So happy Advent and Merry Christmas Bless, and Blessed Advent, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Epiphany. Indeed. Yeah. Happy Happy Budget Year. Yay, Budget Year. Yeah. Yeah. The exciting things of ministry, right? You know, right? I ran into, I was out uh, preaching in a congregation uh, two Christmases ago, Christmas Eve of 2013, and I ran into someone who had gone to one of the schools that I I serve, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, I'm just an accountant," and I went, "No, blessed are <laughs> right? the bean counters." Yes. Um, for without people like you, my ministry would be in shambles. Yeah. Right. So. I, I try to lift that up. That's so important. But that's that's yeah. so. This is where I've been buried for the last two weeks. Is I'm buried in spreadsheets. It's an accounting system here that I'm not used to, and so I'm moving it kind of to my way of thinking and accounting and and attendance and membership. I have had at one given moment a dozen spreadsheets open. Oh, it's just been yeah. I nice. I I have found eight years of parish ministry. I can be the numbers person if I have to. I don't mm-hmm. love it, but I have found yeah. beauty in a good spreadsheet. It oh. just it makes my heart sing. Oh, they are beautiful. They are it beautiful. It, um, and it makes everything else easier when all that stuff is does. in place. Yep, it does. It does. It it can be really uh, it can be really nice, and it because it. It actually lets you know what's going on. The exactly. The spreadsheet will let you know what's going on. Exactly, and and let you sort of uh, uh, dig down for some detail in terms of how things really look. You know, not the not mm-hmm. the anecdotal. You know, oh well, this was what I experienced. You know what? Show me, show me, show me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's been fun. New Year's awesome. New Year's fun and excitement. And um, are you still on break? Did, did did you do anything for the last month? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, David. No, uh, I uh, I did. I had uh, school. Uh, 
the school's year end like pretty much almost immediately after Thanksgiving. And uh-huh. um, so very beginning, we get maybe like one Advent service in and uh, everyone disappears. Okay. Yeah. So then that allowed me to then to do fundraising letter and newsletter. And then I had 10 days of unused vacation, which I took. There you go. So Good for you. That was that was important. Very nice. Very nice. Um, did Santa bring you anything exciting this year? A couple of things. I, I, an Xbox found its way under our tree. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was, uh, it was really, it was excellent. And my boys and I can sit around and, uh, blow stuff up and, uh, it's cool. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Very fun. And then, uh, my wife got me a cappuccino or an espresso machine. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Excellent. Awesome. So how about you? What did you get for Christmas? Uh, my wife made me a sleeping cap. Like a nightcap, like 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 you know, the, think think of the 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 Saint Nicholas you know story, right? The the with, with me my and my kerchief and I and my cap. I got a nightcap to to keep my bald head warm. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I, so I come home and I take off my stocking hat and I put on my nightcap and I feel like Mister Rogers changing his shoes at the beginning of the show. You know, I go from my outside hat to my inside hat uh, for keeping my head warm, and so I I love that thing. I, I wear it all the time. Uh, so that. Nice, excellent. Do you have you had it? Have you have you fought the urge to turn to your wife and say, "Would you like to come inside for a nightcap?" <laughs> Thus far, I have, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold out. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and then we got a. Um, speaking of coffee, we got a Chemex. Uh, I don't know if you know Chemex. So add to our mix of our our three or four. Uh, French Press is a Chemex maker that we do occasionally. So nice, yeah, oh, yeah, very nice. So it's a good Christmas and uh, ready to talk about geeky things. Um, you know, uh, you, you know what works great on a on a on a podcast? What's that? Sight gags. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> couldn't help it. Uh, so we're going to talk about reboots. Just, just yeah, I was going to say just for. Uh, uh, listeners, uh, David just held his his uh, very uh, Texan cowboy boot up in front of the uh, in front of the camera. So, yeah, reboots, reboots, uh, which I suppose I ought to hold them both up, right? And it's not just a boot; it's a reboot. Um, so reboots, uh, uh, reboots, reboots. So there've been a lot lately. It seems like what can we think of? Um, Arrow's back. Love yeah. the Arrow Ruby reboot. It's fantastic. Uh, the Flash, of course, followed on the bootsteps of of Arrow. Yeah, indeed. We had we had Star Trek uh, back here a couple oh, of years. You can't forget that Star Trek reboot. Phenomenal. Two of those are just yeah, very very good. Yeah. Um, you know, did you catch? Oh gosh, it might have been two years ago or three years ago, maybe even more now. They tried to do a Million Dollar Man reboot. Oh, I was thinking the Bionic Woman. Oh, Bionic they Woman. Did. That's what it was. It was Bionic Woman. Yes, the Bionic yeah. Woman. Yes. I did yeah. watch that. And oh, it was I so cr- bad. It was really bad. <laughs> it was terrible. They would, they would have done better to just re-air the original episodes, I think. Right? It was just so bad. Uh, speaking of that era, A-Team, the A-Team movie. Oh. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's when a good one. When you're in trouble. 
Yeah. What else have we seen lately? Um. <sighs> Transformers my... is kind of really a reboot. There never really was a full-on Transformers movie. There was a cartoon, not live action, but so. But it's kind of a reboot, I think. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Yeah. And do you, do you qualify the GI Joe movies as a reboot, or are they? Yeah, I... a new thing. What? See, that's well, an interesting yeah, question. Was... Yeah, is it a reboot or is it a new thing? Just like the, I was thinking about this. Does the, does the television creation of Game of Thrones, right? The yeah the series. I see where you're going. Is that a reboot? And I think now that the series has caught up to the oh. to the books, you almost have to go okay because they're gonna they're gonna do new stuff. They're gonna change yeah. stuff that's not gonna show up in the books. So is a cross-media adaptation an adaptation or a reboot? Ooh. Well, and I think, right, so the, the Harry Deep Potter thoughts. movies were adaptations yes. because they stayed very true with just a couple minor things here and there. But, but even in changing media. All right, so first let's define a reboot. Okay. Right? Don't, don't we have to start there? Um, I think for me... Um, unless we can find something better online while we're talking. Um, I think for me, a reboot is taking um, an old story okay. and telling it in a new way. Right? So taking an old story, telling it in a new way. So J.J. Abrams inherits a story and characters. And he tells that story and uses those characters uh, of, of, of Shatner, not of Shatner, but of Kirk and, and Spock, uh, and tells that same story. Khan is basically the same story. It's different, but it's the same. He tells mm-hmm. it in a new way, new twist for a new audience. I think that's, to me, the definition of a reboot, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, when, I, wait, I, okay, so adaptations are not reboots. Why not? Well, I guess. See, I didn't have that th- question until you brought up the Game of Thrones thing. So well, you- so I guess because for me in this situation, um, the uh, what uh, separates Game of Thrones from their stuff. Um, it, no, all right, forget it. I, I'm 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 at a loss. I think you could make the argument that an adaptation can be a reboot if the if the established universe uh, within the original. Is is going to be altered in some significant ways? Okay. Um, I don't think Harry Potter movies are reboots. Why? Because they stayed very close to the very very close to the to the source material. Okay. All right. So if you're listening right now, uh, hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com/geekchurch, or hit us up on Twitter at geekchurch. Uh, and, and tell us, what do you think? Are our adaptations, our cross-media adaptations, however that looks, uh, whether that's TV to to movie, movie to TV, uh, book to 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 TV or movie, are they just adaptations, or are they in and of themselves reboots? All right, we'll let we'll let them decide. I think that's that, what, that, go ahead. I think there's something to in and of itself that being a reboot, because just in moving from the written word to a video image of some sort, you're telling the story in a new way. You're taking it out of the visual aspect, out of people's imagination, and moving it onto the screen. Yeah. Right? Just like for us, 
uh, as preachers, the spoken word is not the same thing as the written word. Yeah. Right? The, the, the word preached is very different than the word read lying in a book. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. Although, although it's interesting, right? Because Luther counts the the proclamation, the the sermon, right, as the holy word of God. Right. He 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 holds that up very. It's not just the scripture itself, but the way we interpret that and the way it gets proclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in a sense, all of our sermons are reboots. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I agree. So, well, let's come back to that. So, what makes a good reboot? Okay. What makes a reboot good? I, I think it's when you have a good reboot, when you take the original material and you pull out the things that are really crucial to that and are able to bring them forward, even if you change stuff in the background. Right? Okay, yeah. Because uh, uh, we've had how many Batman reboots? I was thinking there's some other reboots. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, not just – not. I mean, in the comics, there have been multiple ways to look at Batman in, in comic books. But then we've had the the Michael Keaton Batman. So do bat nipples make into... a better or a worse reboot? No, uh, <laughs> they make a worse reboot. They make a far worse reboot. Just yeah, but um, Spider Man, right? But all of those, yeah. like, um, how do we pull out the? I think the the good reboots are the ones that bring out the big questions and and hold true to some of those core yeah. issues. Um, and uh, um. Keep us interested in the story. Arrow is a good one. I think Green Arrow is one of the – in the comic books is one of the worst heroes ever. I mean <laughs> yeah. he, and, he and Hawkeye, the two – I mean those two, Yawn. I don't know how they became comic book heroes. No, yeah, they're right? real yawners. Yeah. But in on the show Arrow, I love it. You know, and they, they hold true to some of, you know, um, the original stuff around them, but they yeah. turn – into just a really I think I think bad. you're absolutely right. A good reboot identifies the core of the story and holds on to it and then just adapts everything else around it and, and it sort of just rotates everything else around it. Um, however that may happen. And some of those things may stay the same, some of them may change entirely. I agree. Um, a bad reboot <sighs> here's mine. It's just bad storytelling. <sighs> Yeah. A bad reboot is, is is any other bad movie. You can keep that core the same, but if you do the rest of the storytelling around that core poorly, it doesn't matter. Right. And if you f- fail to hold together that core, right, then it doesn't matter either at that point. Um, no. You, you, you can have that core piece. If you don't have the surrounding good storytelling, they both have to be there. That's what makes a reboot so hard is you have to hold on to the core piece and you have to do the good storytelling piece around it. Yeah. And I think good reboots are going to hold on to, like, original audiences. People who are well, excited that's my are, next still gonna be able to, are still going to be able to recognize their stuff, their things in there, and think still so? be excited about it. Can you do a reboot without pissing off people? No. No, okay. no, 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 no. All no. Right. And I, I don't want to say it's, it has to be across the board. Yeah. But I think uh, you can at least watch it and go, yeah. They hit all the things. Oh, you know what? My wife and I took our kids to go see Annie here just a couple oh, weeks wow. ago. Oh, wow. What a there's, great example. There's the reboot. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, we, we just went too. Right. Okay. Was it the original movie? No. Uh, musical. No, no, it was not. Was it Was it, uh, Was it? it poorly done? 
No, I don't think it was. Well, and, uh, it and was, the thing it is, was entertaining. It told the it told the story for a new audience. My daughter was just mm. enraptured with that movie. She loved it. Yeah, yeah. She has even said when she gets into trouble, it's a hard knock life for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it worked. It worked. And, and maybe it's not the story that I got when I was a kid. Uh, you know, maybe it's not the same telling of the story, but it is a new tell. And part of it for me is this is what we've always done, right? This is how we've always told stories. Homer was not a great creative original storyteller. Homer did a great reboot of stories that everybody around him knew, right? Uh, the Odyssey and the Iliad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that Homer. Sorry. Right. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, you know, but this this is what the Grimm brothers, the Grimm brothers didn't write great stories. They adapted great stories. They reboot great stories. And, and it's about finding and collecting the best stories and telling them well. So, I got to this call uh, seven months ago, uh, and and the number one question that you get when you are a redeveloper is, what's redevelopment? Yeah? So what's redevelopment? And and the first thing I did, I was sitting with uh, my redevelopment team, and, and they said, what's what exactly are we doing? What is redevelopment? I said, well, do any of you like Star Trek? You know what J.J. Abrams did? He took an old story and old characters, and he had to respect that old story and those those old characters and the people who loved it, and he had to tell the story in a new way. That's what we're doing. That's what our ministry is here. It's a, it's a reboot. We've got people here and stories here and characters here that are important and core elements that matter. We have to hold on to those, and then we have to tell the story in a new way and reimagine it for a new setting. Um, and... and, and uh, that's exactly the image that I use to get into um, what this ministry looks like uh, is, is is a reboot. Um, and the more I think about it, it's not just redevelopment. No. What what else could it be, David? Well, I, I think all of our ministry is a reboot. We're taking the yeah. story that, that we've known, right? What is church? Well, there's some core elements of what church is. But that's not going to look the same for college students in, in Pittsburgh – as it's going to look for suburbanites in Houston, as it's going to look for rural people out in Brenham. But we're telling the same story, the same core elements, and we have to reimagine it for that audience. And we have to hold on to the core element, but we also have to tell it in an engaging, uh, uh, life-giving way. The, the story of Jesus is the story I hope that we retell in our lives, right? And the, that story... Uh, and our story have some um, malleability. There's some there's some ability to massage that and how that uh, how we can live it out uh, in the midst of our stuff. And so um, the ability for us to see Jesus in others and the ability for others to see Jesus in us um, requires that that story does have some ability to to go cross platform and 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 reach out and, and make connections with others. Well, and I think that's I, – I, I love the way you hit on adaptations early on. I'm glad you brought up that topic because I hadn't thought about that um, because I do think every time we move it to a new setting, every time we tell it in a different way, it is a reboot. Um, it, it is a, a, a new thing in and of itself, uh, you know, and, and, and so that means as we change contexts, 
as we change from written word to spoken word, as we move from the assembly in worship to, to the assembly in study, all those ways we're retelling the story again and again and again, and it helps us to get a better image of of, of what that story looks like. Think about how, um, and, and it's the thing right now, right? The fairy tale retold. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it, it it's it's so overdone that in lots of cases, our kids probably know the retelling of the fairy tales better than the fairy tales we grew up with, right? They know the thing, they know Shrek better than they know the stories that Shrek is based on. Um, <laughs> right, but, yeah. that, but but this is the thing that's going, and, 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 and as you come at it from all these angles, as you tell the story of, of the Wizard of Oz, not just from Dorothy's perspective, but from the Wicked Witch from her perspective, you know, from whatever other perspective we've seen in all these these retellings of it recently, um, you get a fuller understanding of the story, I think. And and so as we retell the the Jesus story, as we retell our faith story from all these different perspectives and all these different ways, I think we get at it better. Yeah. Yeah. When we see people do reboots. We see what was important in in the story for them, right? And we, we begin to see that how that how does that look? What does that mean? What is that looking like? People see how we live the story of Jesus in our lives. They see what how we think Jesus is important to us, and we can we, we open up hopefully new um, understandings and and new possibilities in that story uh, for us and for others. Absolutely, uh, and and. If we're doing it well, if we're doing it really well, we, we've we've adapted it for the people who are hearing it, for our own voice and telling it, um, and for people who haven't heard it yet, uh, who, who we're hoping will hear it. Um, yeah. I, I think that um, sometimes the church gets afraid of um, adaptation, right, that that it's it's always got to be a certain way, that it's got to be more often than not the answer is the way it was when I grew up, right? And so Star Trek has to have flimsy backgrounds and and really fakey looking green aliens. Otherwise, it's not really Star Trek. Well, no, that's not the center of the Star Trek story. That's the stuff around it. And the same thing happens in church. There's all this stuff around how we tell the gospel. And they're not the thing itself, but we sure do make them into it. You know, what order do you light the candles in it in? And and what do you wear when you're preaching? And 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 what do you wear when you come to worship? And what kind of bread do you use? All this stuff isn't. The gospel itself, it's the stuff we put around it. It's the flimsy backgrounds of Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek that are not the core of the story. They're fun, and they're great, and they're what I grew up with, and they give me nostalgia, but they're not the thing itself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We, there, we, we have all of these trappings that have and, – and I don't want to take it away, but they have had some apologetic value at some point in their life. And, <laughs> Absolutely. And so they help people understand something more clearly, but when we take that and and – codify that to where everything becomes so rigid that we lose that malleability, that, that ability to, to change things up a little bit, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's we're we're I think we're called to constantly be reimagining. Constantly to be rebooting the church and assessing what is the core of who we are, what is the core of what we're pro- proclaiming. And there may be stuff around the outside that we decide to keep because it's means something to us. Even nostalgia is meaning to us. And that's fine. Right? Keep something for just nostalgia's sake. That's okay. But don't confuse the core with the stuff around the outside. Right. I mean, it's good to know where we came from. To yeah. honor that and to 
to know that that's something that was important to people at, at one time. Um, but right when we it's it becomes uh, traditionalism to to take that old pelican quote. Um, you are love pelicans, right? The that uh, traditionalism is the is the dead faith of the living and uh, tradition uh, is the living faith of the dead. Well, yeah, that doesn't work either. Yes, it does. Tradition but, is the living is that, faith uh, of the dead, and traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. There you go. So, um, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what it is. But that whole sense of we, you know, having one foot in the past is is good, but the other, in, ha, so we can move forward into the future. Just knowing what happened, but being able to move forward. Yeah. Is 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 really vital. Oh, it was having a reboot. Yeah. You, you know the the, the so. series that gets this is Doctor Who. It's oh, yeah. constantly in reboot. It's built into the story that it's a reboot over and over and over again. You know, we're on the twelfth reboot, the thirteenth reboot, really, um, and it's just built into the story. So, all right, and we may have to go back and 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 cut out some stuff here uh, to make room for some time to think. What would you reboot? What would be the one thing you would want to see a reboot of? I know, I know, I got you know. it. You got it. All right, go. I would like to see a a series reboot of Asimov's Foundation trilogy. Ooh, was that ever a series? Or, or, or no. You want to see a? No. I want to. I want to see them take that and put that uh, across uh, from from print to media. Yeah. So three books or all five or or, or onto well, the later ones. So you know he did he did uh, ultimately write a book that spanned that connected all of his robot novels and his foundation novels. Okay. So you could you could do all of that. Well, there well uh, there's there's two that come after the foundation trilogy that kind of bookend it well for me. Yes, there's like five right there that yeah that that would be very nice. Yeah. Um. Or actually, um. There's even a foundation prequel. Oh uh, really? By, but it was written not by Asimov, but by uh, the Killer Bees. Uh, okay. Uh, Bear, I think Bryn and but it was like Foundation and Chaos, Foundation and Power. Greg Bear. Yeah. Gregory Benford and I think was it David Bryn. The, those three uh, put put out uh, that, and I've read um, the first of those, which was this great sprawling political story. That was a good one too. But the um, but certainly, starting in 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 Foundation with Harry Seldon. Well, that that's what those three are. It's actually sort of the the story of Harry Seldon um, creating psychohistory uh, and all that. So, oh, cool! But that universe, I'd love to see that redone. I'd yeah. love to see that uh, as a reboot. So my initial reaction is, I would love to see a reboot of Firefly, <laughs> and then. The moment I imagine anybody trying to mess with it and retell it, or I imagine anybody else in any of those roles, and I, I just can't go there. It just doesn't – I just don't know yeah. if it can click with any other confluence of personalities than it did that first time. Um, I mean I, I, I want to see it because I want more of that story, um, but I just don't know that it could ever be pulled off. Yeah, that's that's yeah, a tough one. I, I, yeah, I don't know if uh, I think that is one that would have a, a, a high probability of 
pissing a lot of people off. Yeah. So the other one then, knowing that that would not work, moving us out of the the sci-fi fantasy world, um, I'd love to see uh, uh, High Fidelity rebooted. The John Cusack movie. John Mid-90s. Cusack movie? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see a retelling of that story again. I, I That was one. So in seminary, we didn't have cable, and you couldn't catch over the air. You watched VHS. And so that was one that I owned that VHS, and I watched it probably five million times during the three years of seminary. Um, and I would love to see a retelling of that story because that is very um, our generation, you and I. Uh, yeah. I'd love to mm-hmm. see it reimagined a generation down. You know, what What does it look like? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. Um, yeah. That, w- that would be good. Um, well, I don't think I don't think we're going to be um, really wanting for any reboots. No. So here, here's the other thing. I mean, it's become a safe genre, it feels like, um, or at least people seem to imagine it because they just keep doing it over and over and over again lately. It, it's it's they're selling nostalgia as part of it. Right. That's that's they're they're selling that, yeah. our childhood, you and I to us. That's why there's Transformers and G.I. Joe and and Annie. Right. They're 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 selling to the parents of the kids. Um, but some of them are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while it, it it seems to be a safe bet, I think it's actually really risky to write a reboot. I think it's a really hard thing to do well. Um, and that's what makes the well done ones um, so valuable because uh, it is difficult. And, and the same thing in ministry, the same thing with the retelling we do. To do it well is is hard. Everybody does it, right? All these churches were in the reboot business. Yeah. It's tougher to do well than, than people really imagine. I think that's right. Well, although we also get a shot at in, in some of those reboots to do it right from what you felt was wrong, right? We're going to we're going to see um someone's take on uh Daredevil. <clears throat> Netflix is coming out with oh, the Yes, please fix that. Daredevil <laughs> Right? I mean, look, yeah. Ben Affleck has done some really wonderful things. That's not one of them. Dare, Daredevil is not one of them. <laughs> So, and I think that's um, a, I think I, I don't I don't think there's a person in the world who's happy with how that movie came out. I don't think they I don't think Ben Affleck is no. uh, happy with the way that nobody is happy no. about that. Um, no. So, uh yeah, you know, we have a chance to go back and go, "Oh, you know, they really missed the possibility the the, the possibility here." So, um Redemption. I'm excited to see that. Stories yeah. Redemption for stories. Yep. I love it. Indeed. Good. So, yeah, so like, and I was thinking, uh, one reboot that I felt really kind of fell short. Have you seen any of Constantine that was on NBC? Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, I, I can't um, bring myself to, no. You know, there are things I liked about it and things I, I um, thought were problematic. I thought that they told the story too slowly. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't hook in. It was, it was kind of the same problem as with Firefly. Yeah. Um, sure. they, didn't, they didn't tell the story enough that the overarching part of that so um and they changed some things around that um you know they made they made the main character john constantine a little nicer uh a little more likable yeah um but it doesn't you know i, I feel that's kind of endemic to the story it's, you know you got to make them a jerk yeah um, for it to really make sense so you know that was it just it fell short and we're never going to see that one again 
It's, I mean, they didn't out and out cancel it, but it's, it's not coming back. So, you know, um, when you tell it poorly, um, it's, uh, it's bad, but you get yep. a chance at redemption with another reboot. Yep. Fantastic Four is going to have that shot, right? Yeah. That's that what was I hear. Not a, you know, that was not a, that was not a good movie. Uh, those other twos. I thought uh, they were all right. Two. They were fun. They, they, yeah, they weren't, but they weren't up to snuff for what they're doing now for for superhero movies. E- exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you that. All right, so uh, Brian, what's the geekiest thing you've done since I've talked to you last? It's been a while. It has been a while. Um, I got a lot to pick from, but uh, I'm I am gonna go just with my with my coffee. Uh, yeah. Stuff because uh, not only did I not only did I. Uh, pick up the espresso machine. But yesterday, yesterday I was sitting, uh, I take my middle son, my middle child, uh, yeah. to uh, a boy choir on Tuesday afternoon, and my daughter and I go and hang out at a coffee shop that's called Coffee Buddha. And uh, it's an old house, right? So we walk nice. upstairs, and, and we and they just have a bunch of little rooms upstairs. So we go up there, and we just sort of take over one of the rooms and uh, eat our cookies and drink our drinks and one of the rooms they turned it was like it was like a yard sale they had like sort of used uh, equipment sitting there oh, and cool. i found this cute little uh clear teapot uh yeah. like a maybe two cups worth so i got that for my wife and i got a stainless steel pitcher so i can steam my milk in it rather than use another cup and yeah. and i found i found one of those stainless steel thermal uh french press carafes that you you know um, it looks like a coffee pot, but you, but it's a, it's yeah, a, I know, it's a French press pot. Yep. You know, ah, so I was, I was stoked. I'm, I, I'm just, my wife looked at me this morning. She goes, "Look at you getting all barista and that." And I went, <laughs> "Yeah." What about you, David? What have you been doing? Oh gosh, um, I'm rereading uh, the Foundation trilogy actually again. Uh, ah! Picked that up and rereading that. I try and read it. Yeah, I, I try for every every year, but it usually winds up being about every other. Uh, so yeah. I'm rereading that, um, and, uh, just coming to the end of, uh, The Hidden Story of Wonder Woman, uh, which has gotten a lot of press lately. It's the, the biography of the creator of Wonder Woman, uh, William. Oh, I posted, I posted a story on that on, yeah. uh, on the, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's fascinating stuff. It really, yeah. <laughs> it really is fascinating. Uh, it, and the book's a good read. I mean, it, it's uh, the 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 biographer has done a good job of of writing a work that is um, full of great research, but still very very readable and fun. So awesome. Yeah, awesome. You, you'd enjoy it. You'd enjoy it. Yeah, I will check it out. Yeah, that's kind of it. Otherwise, more of the same. Church and church and church. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Uh, all the rest of you, uh, Geek be with you. Uh, have a wonderful new year in February, and uh, Lent is coming up quickly, and we will be back soon. And thank you for listening to another episode of Church of the Geek. Uh, as always, uh, you can follow us, uh, uh, check us out on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Geek Church, and you can uh, follow David himself at Rev underscore David and myself at Brian underscore O underscore Bennett. Geek be with you.